Hype. The definition of hype. An extravagant or intensive publicity or promotion. And I think that uh, accurately depicts the movie that we're going to be doing today. That's Evil Dead Rise. I'm John. Welcome back to the Little Hops of Horrors podcast. This is a craft beer review and a horror movie uh, podcast. Uh, we're going to look at mostly modern horror movies uh, throughout the next, you know, however many episodes you guys want to listen to me for. Um, and today we're starting off with uh, with a heavy hitter. It's got a lot of hype behind it. It's been going on for a while now. Um, and I went and saw it this weekend. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, I think you're going to like what I have to say about it. Or maybe you won't. I don't know. But uh, to lead off, we're going to be doing like a breakfast beer kind of uh, little mini share here. This is what I'm going to be sampling. All of these are local to Pittsburgh. We have uh, Black Cloud's Breakfast uh, from Dancing Them. We have double bottle service. Uh, it's Mimosi's <laughs> Mimosi. tongue-tied kind of guy. He came out early today, guys. My goodness, we're in a minute and five seconds in, and I already can't pronounce uh, Mimosa Smoothie Sour. Jeez, we're in for a long one. Uh, and we have Extraterrestrial which is a, uh, it's a barrel age breakfast out. So it'll be cool to see the, uh, the difference between, you know, like your basic, uh, breakfast out and then like what the barrel does and how that changes, you know, the taste and everything. So, um, yeah, like I said, we, uh, we checked out evil dead rise yesterday. Uh, if you guys are following along on the uh, Instagram, little hops of horrors podcast, you will see that uh, we also pre-gamed a little bit in the parking lot, <laughs> try to, uh, you know, get ourselves ready and in the mood to watch this, uh, this juggernaut of a franchise. Um, I mean, the early work from Sam Raimi is, is, is legendary. And, uh, so I think that's why it's, it's so easy to, to scrutinize or, or come after, you know, uh, cause it set the bar really high back then. And, uh, 2013, you know, again, uh, this was a remake. It was fantastic. Uh, we're going to review that further down the line also, cause it's one of my all time favorite horror movies. Uh, it's so gory and so graphic and so much fun. Uh, real nightmare fuel. So, uh, but let's talk a little bit about hype and this goes in the beer world also, you know, why do we fall for it? You know, and, and I talked about trailers before in, in, uh, you know, maybe the introduction episode about, you know, why we were constantly, you know, we'll watch a trailer, you know, and oh, man, we get so excited for it. Right. And, uh, then it just doesn't deliver or, you know, they don't show you, they show you like a really confusing kind of cutscene trailer where that, that can be kind of off-putting to some people. Like, they don't really want to invest if they don't know enough about the movie. And I kind of like those movies where you don't really know what the hell's going on. And sometimes, the you know, that film will deliver when you go and see it in person or you watch it at home or whatever. Um, sometimes they reveal all the best scenes in the, uh, you know, in the trailer because their job is to get – it's marketing, right? They're there to get you – to the theater to pay your 15 bucks or 20 bucks, whatever it is, or the, the 10 bucks to rent it on Amazon or whatever it else is. Their job is to get you to buy their product, right? So they're going to do whatever they have to do to do that. Um, and if that means they're putting in the, uh, the coolest stuff in, in the trailer, you know, so be it, you know, we still fall for it. Um, and honestly, I think this one was, uh, was one of those, one of those films. Um, I'll be honest with you. And what we're going to get into, what exactly I, I liked and didn't like about the movie, but uh, ultimately, I think uh, you know maybe I had my 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 hopes a little too high on this one, um, and I'll break down exactly what I was looking for and uh, you know where it it did and didn't deliver. Um, but also, you know, when it comes to beer and everything, um, 
there, there, there's a hype train with that stuff too. So you have a lot of these regional breweries, a lot of the, you know, uh, or, or these little, um, you know, one-off breweries in the middle of like some, uh, you know, business district and it's a huge warehouse and, you know, it's not like a neighborhood. Pittsburgh's really unique with, with that. I found in my travels that you go to a lot of these business parks and like, you know, Florida and these big warehousing areas and all this stuff. And you'll go, find, Oh, there's, you know, cigar city just tucked away in the middle of some, you know, warehouse or whatever. And when you come to Pittsburgh, you know, you see a lot of these, uh, a lot of our best breweries are right in the middle of a neighborhood, you know, and then that's not very common uh, or not as common as, as I've come to see um, through my travels throughout uh, throughout the country, checking out some of these hype breweries. But, you know, they're again, their job is to, you know, they have a they have a, a, a fan base. Right. And certain certain breweries are known for certain styles and and, uh, you know, what, what they're really good at making, like. 450 North, uh, which we haven't covered yet, but we will cover in an episode. Um, you know, they're, they're known for their heavily fruited sours. And we're actually going to have a heavily fruited sour today. Um, commonly known as a smoothie sour. They have lactose in it, makes it a little sweeter and stuff like that. Um, I got to stop saying stuff like that. I got to stop saying that I, I, I trip over myself and, and I feel like I need that extra filler. Right. But it's just like my go-to phrase and, and, and I'm not the only one. I know other podcasters have theirs and, and they actually uh, sometimes will do a drinking game where, you know, the, uh, the listeners will, will call them out and they'll tally it or their producers. I don't have any uh, a producer or anything like that. It's me. So you guys are going to have to keep track of how many times I say stuff like that. And, uh, but see, I knew I did it that time. So that doesn't count. You know, if I'm saying it uh, and I'm aware of it, that, that's an example. You can't hold that against me. Um, but anyway, I, you know, back to the, the subject at hand here, um, 450 North, this is just an example. Um, they're pretty available now, uh, throughout the state of PA, um, definitely in, uh, in Ohio. And, uh, I think they're in, oh, they're in the middle of nowhere really. I, like they're, they're in like the middle of a cornfield or something like that. I, I think, um, see, I didn't say stuff like that. I said something like that. That doesn't count. Um. But they do, they do heavily. Sorry, I'm being a goofball today. I need a sip of beer. Give me a second here. Mm, that's our Black Clouds breakfast stout. Um, again, this is from Dancing Gnome, and uh, we're doing some heavy hitters today. So we are not going to be doing uh, a lot of beer. Um, this is 11%. It's an imperial stout. It's got locally roasted coffee, maple syrup, and fresh vanilla beans in it. This is one of my favorite beers in the city. This series is lights out. It's everything I want in a stout. It's thick, right? The carbonation isn't too much. Sometimes carbonation in a stout kind of takes it away from me, which kind of sounds weird. It's not like I want a flat beer, but um, it, it's just smoother. You know, it's, it's just for a better experience. And I think it carries the uh, the adjuncts a little better when it's a little more, uh, you know, like not as carbonated. Um, is you would want like a Pilsner or something like that, you know, where you kind of want that crisp that like we were talking about crispy boys, but, um, so we're going to in between, you know, uh, black clouds, uh, from dancing them and this extra terrestrial from grist house, which is a barrel aged breakfast out. Um, it's got you know, Brazilian coffee that doesn't sound very local, but oh, it actually says it is local from Allegheny coffee. My, my mistake, uh, cinnamon and maple syrup. Um, so there's going to be some similar profiles here. So it'll be kind of neat to see 
And these two are two of the best in the city that do it. Not leaving Hitchhiker out. I'm just not doing their breakfast out today because uh, we're going to break it up with a different kind of breakfast beer. But these guys are all, you know, at the top of their game in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, if you haven't had any, uh, please go check them out. They're all doing cool stuff. Uh, Dancing Gnome opened up their new brewery. Brewery. That's hard to say, man. <laughs> don't don't knock me until you've tried it. Okay, it's it's tough. Um, they open up their new their oh my goodness near near new. new uh, here we go. <clears throat> Let's try again. Here we go. I need another sip of beer. That's what it is. Oh, it's just so good. It's a rich beer. Like this isn't, I don't know how many you could have of these. Um, I mean, when they're 11%, so probably not many, but, um, if you feel like having like a, like a pretty big headache in the morning, um, I mean, drink as many as you want. Honestly, I mean, who am I to stop you? But, uh, I know me personally, I can't, uh, you know, five thirty comes pretty early. And as I found out, uh, on Thursday this past week when I was, uh, meeting a friend at Helicon, which is right outside of um, the airport um, in Robinson, like that kind of area of the, of the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so if you're ever in and you have like a layover and you're looking for a brewery, go check out Helicon. Um, Chris and those guys are awesome. And that's what we're going to try to do our live podcast this year. So stay tuned for all those details on uh, Little Hops of Horror podcast on Instagram. Anyway, um, what the hell was I saying? Oh my God, I got backtracked. Uh, oh, back to the 11%, yada, yada. Here we go. Now, brain's working again. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am a goofball today. We haven't even gotten to the movie. We're 10 minutes in and just rambling about beer. This might be a little bit longer episode than I thought. Uh, we usually try to keep it about a half hour. looks like we're going to get closer to 40, 45 minutes. Um, yeah, but, you know, that's kind of the nice thing about these beers is, you know, if you, you just want like, uh, like one, it's just got a lot of flavor. Yeah, th- think like a nice glass of wine, right? You're not going through like seven glasses of wine if you're into wine or like a cocktail, you know. And that's what I like about some of these like heavy hitting like stouts or stours or or not a stour. That's a different beer, uh, a sour or barley wine or some of these high gravity beers, uh, even like a triple IPA. You know, you have like one of those and then maybe a, a, a lighter beer or two and, and you're good. You do not need anything else, you know, obviously, you know. If you're driving, you know, you probably shouldn't do that stuff. Um, but if you're at home and you're just, you know, want to kick back and relax, watch a horror movie that um, didn't live up to expectations, you know, by all means, that's what you should do. Speaking of horror movies that didn't live up to expectations, let's talk a little bit about Evil Dead Rise. So this is Lee Cronin. Um, not too, too familiar with, with stuff that he's done. Uh, I did watch his horror film uh, Hole in the Ground uh, from 2019. Which was one of you know part of that like A twenty four kind of revolution where a lot of these you know artsy horror films started kind of like making their way out to the to the streaming services and stuff, and um, it was pretty good. It's about like a like a a kid and like a single mom and they live you know in this house and and there's well a hole in the ground, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of creepy. It's got some good paranormal aspects and stuff and. Uh, it's worth checking out. Um, the kid gets kind of tied up in some of that stuff and things happen, but, uh, go check out the trailer. See if it's for you. Maybe it's not. Um, so evil dead rise so much hype behind this 20, 2013 evil dead just set the bar. Like, like, here we go. Like this, this is going to be awesome. Like this franchise is just on the up and like the marketing was great and it looks so creepy. The makeup was awesome. Um, the lead actress was, uh, 
she was in Vikings. She was like this, um, like Ragnar Loth, Loth, Lothbrok, 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 something. Ragnar's wife, uh, second wife or whatever. And that's where I know her from. But uh, she was she was pretty good in this. Um, you're thrown right into it. You, you get a little bit of nostalgia with the, the camera work uh, flying through the, the, oh my goodness, here we go, tongue-tied kind of guy. Needs a sip of beer. I'm going to punish myself with beer every time I mess up, so. Hopefully I don't have to be carried off this podcast by the end of it. Um, also, we're doing a better job, hopefully, <laughs> this week with the dogs. Uh, we are filming, door, not filming, recording during the day, uh, and we live in the country. We have three dogs. Um, they're all, they feed off each other's energy, and uh, we have a pheasant <laughs> that lives in our yard and like near the cornfield that's next to our house, and um, he, he starts, uh, you know, strutting his stuff and, and squawking and doing stuff and uh it gets it gets the dogs all fired up so my lovely wife um is keeping them corralled all together in the bedroom and uh, i actually just got an update and she's uh she's not overly thrilled with how they're handling this so we got to get moving a little bit um so back to back to evil dead rise uh this is all spoilers so if you haven't seen it um you know and you want to hear i'm going to be giving some scenes away um, so shut it off now and come back when you're, when you have seen it and didn't give too much away with the camera work, but, uh, all you know so far is that I wasn't the biggest fan and there's some, uh, nostalgic, uh, camera action going on here. So, um, it doesn't take too long to get creepy. Uh, probably within the first two minutes, you know, you're already, they're setting the stage. You don't waste any time. I love when they don't do the backstory. Uh, you know, this, they throw you right in. You don't know who these people are. There's creepy shit going on. Um, the girl on the bed, you know, she's not feeling good. And uh, then she starts reading the words from uh, the from the book that her friend's reading next to her because she wants to comfort her and be with her and stuff. And, um, you know, it gets it gets a little, you know, crazy immediately. She rips the girl's fucking head off. Not her head, uh, the top of her head, like she scalps her or whatever. Um, and, and she's the, that's it, you know. Uh, we're pretty much rolling there. Uh, the, the, the title scene comes up and you're like this, I've already seen somebody's, you know, bare scalp, uh, the first four minutes of the movie, this is going to be great. You know, there's an hour and a half left. They're going to be in a city and, um, you know, a body count is a thing that I look for in a movie. So evil dead, normally it's set in like a cabin kind of setting. This was set in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> and it was a city. I thought originally it was New York, but, uh, it's, I think it's, uh, Los Angeles. And, um, so I'm thinking like, you know, apartment building, there's hundreds of people that could potentially become, you know, some kind of victim or one way or the other, either they become like the zombie dead thing guy, or, um, they're just a body count. And so I'm, you know, optimistic that we're going to see a lot of blood, a lot of guts, a lot of killing and all that stuff. That's not exactly what happens though. Um, you know, they, they start introducing the characters and there's like this guitarist lady and, She's like this sister and she's pregnant and she comes back and she's woe is me, you know, to the, to the Viking mom lady. Um, you know, I messed up my life again and stuff like that. And, um, they send the kids out to go get pizza so she could like, you know, they could talk, the adults could talk and they could find out what's going on and everything. And in the midst of that, um, uh, the parking garage where they, they keep their cars and everything under the apartment building, uh, that's where the earthquake takes place takes place there's there is an earthquake uh and that's where he finds the necronomicon 
Um, and I, and actually, okay, uh, confession, I did have to go to the bathroom at this scene. I figured, you know what, it's a, it's a slasher, gory kind of movie. I don't really have to pay attention to the storyline uh, all that much. We had too many beers in the parking lot. And of course, one while we were there um, watching the movie. So of course, I'm going to you know partake in that. But I was like, I don't want to miss any of the cool kills. So I skipped out on this part and I got filled in. But I, I guess he finds a, a, a record also, like, a, like, an, like an album. Um, he takes this upstairs. They take this upstairs. I'm not sure exactly the, the, the gender uh, of the, the person that this character was. Um, They're both kind of gender fluid. So we're just going to call them they. <laughs> uh, I think they were portraying uh, like the son, I think. Anyway, um, so... They they want to be a DJ and uh, you know so they're in there and they're they're playing with this you know uh, this setup that he they they have and um he he thinks it's a good idea one there's this book right it's got like thorns on it and all kinds of stuff the old Necronomicon was way cooler uh, this one just looks like some old shitty book that has like a couple thorns on it um he ends up they end up breaking themselves and uh, blood gets on it and it absorbs now. Right away, red flag. Hey, this book's drinking blood. Maybe we shouldn't fuck around with this. No, 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 no. It's a horror movie, though. So that's uh, that's exactly what we have to do. Let's play this creepy album that I found, and let's read from this book, even though they can't read because it's all pictures of just really, you know, demented shit. Um, and they they put this uh, they put this record on. They start playing some stuff. Power goes out. Yada yada. Everything's you know. Here we go. Um, I believe this is the time when mom's coming down from the, she's coming back upstairs from laundry, right? So she's in the elevator and uh, this is like the famous thorn scene where, um, you know, evil dead 2013 where, you know, snatches the girl up in the swamp and then the thing gets inside of her and all that stuff. And that really uncomfortable scene. That's what's kind of happening here. Um, except in an elevator. So she's getting smacked with all these cables and stuff. So, Need to take a break here. Let's grab a little bit of this, a uh, little bit more of this beer because I got to keep moving on these. If I'm going to, I gave myself a heavy pour and I forgot that it's not just like a four or five percent beer, it's an 11 percent or so. This is going to take a minute to uh, to get through here. Okay, I probably have one. Oh man, I cannot just take, oh, I can't take, I can't take big swigs of like heavy ass beer. Um, they're chug channels, which is just some fad that people do i don't know why you know but they do it on the beer pages and uh on on uh social media and they just chug these beers uh now that's cool but like you're gonna be asleep in half an hour um hopefully just asleep and not like dead because some of this shit's like heavy duty man like it's like i said it's 11 percent. like can you imagine chugging a bottle of wine in like 30 seconds you know how, what are you gonna be like in a half an hour besides like a sleeper throwing up on yourself so, all right, one more big swig of this. Oh, okay, that is wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but it's just um, uh, it's a better sipper than it is um, a chugger. But we're gonna break it up with Ars- uh, Arsenal. <laughs> That's my favorite soccer team, by the way, guys. Um, in case you're wondering, we're gonna break it up with my favorite cheat code from Hitchhiker Double Bottle Service. It tastes like orange juice like literally just like orange juice it doesn't taste like beer it doesn't taste like beer with orange juice in it. it doesn't taste like a bromosa 
Um, it tastes like orange juice and it's nine, nine and a half percent. Where's the thing here? Yeah. Nine and a half percent. So if you're not careful, like this will put you on your ass because it does not taste like beer at all. I mean, that's got to be the best sour in the city. I don't think anything even comes close to it, like at all. Um, they're really good at doing their distro sour. Hitchhiker, by the way. Um, they're really good at distribution on their sours. Uh, they have Press Project and Subsurface and, and this uh, this bottle service series. Um, and they usually crank them out once or twice a month. And I think in the summertime, they do one called Fruit Rush, which is like a little more of a... Um, oh, damn it. I'm losing the train of thought. What is the... What's the term? Come on, idiot. Figure it out. It's it's palatable for the summertime. Uh, session. Session. There we go. Oh, my God. You guys saw in real time my stupid brain uh, trying to come together there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, so this is you're not going to want to like slam a bunch of these, you know, nine and a half percent beers at, uh, you know, when it's 95 degrees outside. But like a four percent beer, that's what you're drinking anyway. That's like less than a White Claw. You know, and some of these sours are really refreshing. Uh, and that's kind of why we're doing it in between the stouts so we can kind of break up the flavor profile. If you guys are ever doing stuff like that, um, you know, feel free to, you know, we, we talked about liking the same styles over and over again. Like I love stouts. I love, you know, IPAs and stuff like that. But it's nice to, um, you know, take shock your palate, you know, like you would at dinner. You don't want to keep eating the same flavor profile because, you know, then you're not getting the full experience. Um, you go to some of these nicer restaurants, they actually have stuff like that that's going to shock your palate. Um, so, yeah. Uh, back to uh, Evil Dead. I'm going to take one more sip here. Mm. This beer is fantastic. Oh, my God. You guys got to keep an eye out for this one. It's so good. Um, all these beers are great. All these breweries are great. Cannot recommend them enough. If you're in Pittsburgh, if you're planning to come to Pittsburgh, Go check them out. These are the heavy hitters of the city. Um, Dancing Gnome and uh, Hitchhiker and Grist House. We're going to do a couple of the other ones here in uh, future episodes, but those are like the, they're the ones that you're going to want to go check out. They've been doing it like the longest at this level. So they have uh, most of the stuff kind of figured out. Oh, okay. Man, we're at 22 minutes already. And like, we haven't even gotten to the cool stuff in the movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so back to Evil Dead. Mom gets strung up in the in the elevator, and then you know all the bad stuff starts happening, and uh, you know power goes out, all this stuff. There's there's only like f- four members of the family, one including the the guitar drunk sister who's now pregnant or whatever, and um, so mom comes back, powers out everywhere. She's not herself. She's just kind of like stumbling around. And then she starts throwing the eggs in the pan. You probably saw that in the previews. We're expecting everything to get going here, right? We're expecting a lot of, um, you know, violence, a lot of blood. And that's not what happens. It's basically this weird, she just kind of slowly moseys around the the apartment and all this stuff and and just says creepy things and looks creepy. And she does like a four, you know, she gets on all fours and she walks around and it's weird. And she like throws up everywhere and they try to like revive her and stuff. And then she like hates the water. It's just, you know, I, I get that they're trying to set everything up. Not much happens. Uh, she freaks out. They get her outside and they lock her in the hallway. Um. This is after, no, yeah, it did skip a part, but this is how memorable this movie is. It's not, <laughs> it's not. They're like two, 
two minor characters that are introduced. They're like neighbors. She dies for a second and they're, you know, saying a prayer. We should do this, yada, yada. And then she comes back to life or she comes back as like a zombie or whatever. And they end up getting her outside and they like block the door and all this stuff. And uh, she actually attacks the one kid, uh, one of her kids. And I guess it was enough to, I thought you had to like bite them or something, but I guess not because she doesn't do that. She just kind of like scratches her with another object. It's not even like her fingernail. It's like uh, some kind of like drill or something she was trying to like, or like a needle. Um, but it was enough to like turn them eventually, uh, which you find out later in the movie. But this was like my biggest beef with this movie. So now, you know, you have your 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 scary ass mom out in the hallway. And now there's like this people, right? And the camera's being shot through the people. And there's kills that happen. And they like barely show anything. This is Evil Dead. Let me see the fucking gore. Let me see the over-the-top kill. Like, I, that's why I'm here. And to do stuff off-camera, like paranormal activity, where they're, like, flying across the fucking hallway and, like, hitting a wall, that's that's not what I'm here for, you know? Um, now, you do get it later on. Like I said, we'll fast-forward a little bit, and they, like, play the blame game. Like, I shouldn't have played the record. And, yeah, you're right. No shit. But it's too late for that now. Um, so we're back to the kid that um that gets scratched in the face uh they're doing some weird shit on the counter and uh machine gun kelly the dj kid uh comes that's what they look like (laughs) that's what they reminded me of so i'm just gonna refer to them as machine gun kelly mgk comes in there and is like oh what's up and uh miss megan or whatever her name was and uh that was my attempt to be funny and i'm sure it fell short so i guess i'm gonna take another sip of beer This was a cool scene. I thought, given how this movie was going, I'm already losing interest a little bit, right, in the movie. You know, it's not what I wanted it to be. I'm looking at, like, the time, like, the running time. And I'm like, unless they go, like, full throttle this last, like, half hour or whatever, it's just not going to be what I wanted it to be. And, again, that's me. I've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of good reviews. People said they loved it. But it started out at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, uh... Let's see what it's currently sitting at right now. It is sitting at 84%. So it's already dropped. Uh, Google users, again, this is the metric we use here. Um, that was over 90. Now it's it's under um, it's under 90. It's at 89%. Now I know that that's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little difference, but it's enough. Um, and I, I don't think I'm the only one that was disappointed in this. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly's in there talking to, to their sibling. And uh, it looked like, you know, they get into a scuffle and all this stuff and there's a knife and they pull it out and it looks like they're going to stab them. Right. And they build the suspense. They do that a lot in this where they, they, there's like so much like half-ass foreshadowing. We're like, I'm going to stab you. You're going to get stabbed. And then they stab, <laughs> you know, and it's just like that happens a lot. There's a lot of like the creepy walking around and like nothing happening. It's like filler. You know, like I don't need that. Um, yeah, but there's some there's some good you know gore coming in here now and then. Um, you know, you, we, we'll jump uh, again towards a little bit uh, when it starts finally getting good. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly gets stabbed to death and 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 they die, and now both siblings are are dead. Ah, okay, just finish our hitchhiker. Um, let's get to this barrel aged beer here before we jump to the to the next scene and then um 
essentially the end of the movie. Um, I know we're moving a little fast here, um, but we have to. That's what we're doing here. We're doing here. This is what we're doing here. All right, ready? So, typically in the beer world, ooh, I got some on my hand. Um, ooh, she's a, she's happy to be here. Let's say that. Coming up out of the can. Um, this is extraterrestrial. Uh, it's a barrel aged beer from Grist House. Um, they will be on a future episode, I believe, Cocaine Bear. Um, we've already had Hitchhiker on. Well, they were on, uh, I think they're on next week's episode, uh, which is Barbarian, which will drop on Monday. This drops on Monday, which, hey, you guys will find out tomorrow because I'm recording this on Sunday. Um, oh, excuse me if you guys heard that I tried to be, uh, you know, respectful, but I don't know if I can hold that one back. Beer podcast. Who'd have thought you'd get, you know, burps and ingestion and all that stuff the whole time while you're trying to talk. Oh, okay. So typically when you're dealing with pastry stouts and pastry stouts is anything that, um, you know, has lactose and all these like, uh, adjuncts, you know, maple, chocolate, vanilla, you know, nuts, um, anything like that. Typically when you put it into a barrel, uh, you're going to get, you know, a boozy flavor in return. Um, sometimes you'll be able to pull different, uh, notes out. You'll get, you know, like a vanilla kind of smooth sweetness that comes with barrel aged stout. So there's like always, you know, an appeal there to, to try these beers. The downside of when you're putting all these adjuncts in, when you put it into a barrel is that those flavors are now muted. So if you see a heavily adjunct stout um, available, there's a lot of times, well, maybe not a lot of times, but it's not uncommon for that um, that base stout, that uh, that base adjunct, you know, stout to be better or more enjoyable for you than the barrel aged version. There's a lot of people that get disappointed because you know they don't get the barrel and all that maple and all that you know coffee and all that you know. It's it's just there's a lot of stuff fighting around on your palate. And it's hard to pull everything. So, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything in the barrel. I'll try it. <laughs> I'm a basic bitch like that. Um, so let's see. Now, like I said, we had the um, the Black Clouds uh, earlier. It's a breakfast out, no barrel. This is a breakfast out in a barrel. So let's see if we can pull anything different here. Yeah, you can. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's like somebody took like a like an eyedropper of like like a whiskey or uh, you know a bourbon, um, and that they um, they just kind of like dropped it right into the into the beer. So the adjuncts kind of fell off like a tiny bit, but not as much. Uh, you still get a lot of those flavors, which was cool. Took me a second to get that, and um, yeah. So we uh, that's nice. You know the adjuncts. Here's the dogs. I thought that uh, I thought we had this under control. I guess not. So sorry, guys, if you're hearing the dogs. Uh, my wife's doing her best to keep them under control, but it is getting towards their feeding time, and they get feisty. So we're, uh, you know, trying our best here with the home studio and stuff. It's hard to do these episodes at night all the time, especially when I have to work at five thirty the next morning. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just something to keep an eye out for, and keep in mind when you're looking for, you know, regular stouts versus barrel aged stouts. There's a running joke in the craft beer world for us idiot beer nerds. Uh, and yes, I will refer to us as idiot beer nerds because you can't take yourselves too seriously, right? Like we're the ones that stood outside for hours 
to spend, you know, $20 on a four pack. Um, but again, I'm going to pat us on the back because now you can buy those four packs. Well, partially, I guess that was kind of part of the pandemic too. They had to get that product out. It's us. We did it. We did it. We did it. Um, we're the reason that all this beer is available on these shelves. So you're welcome guys that we were the idiots that did this for you. Okay. So we're going to get back to, um, we're going to get back to, to the movie now. Um, yeah, so so you know it falls short a little bit. It's not as as bloody, and there's not as many kills. There's not a lot of stuff on screen that that I was you know I was looking forward to seeing a lot of this stuff. You get a little bit of it in in the uh, when Machine Gun Kelly fights their sibling, and uh, but but again, it's, it's really forgettable. Um, it's just it you know not much happens. So now we're starting to pay homage to. Um, you know, the, the, the aunt who is, uh, you know, zombie lady's sister, she takes the last kid, the last surviving kid, the little girl, um, out into the hallway and they're trying to get the hell out of there. So she gets out, finds a shotgun, homage to, you know, to old Ash and and his shotgun and kicking ass and all that stuff. And give me some sugar baby and all that. (laughs) Um, then the mom starts, you know, the, the, the creepy evil chants start coming where all the dead people in the hallway start kind of, you know, they got that famous white eye look uh, where they're all staring at the camera and it's getting creepy. I'm like, all right, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a redeeming quality here. Maybe, maybe it can, it can pull itself up, you know, pull itself up and, and finish strong here. Cause we're, you know, there's maybe 20 minutes left if that. Uh, so there's this panic scene in the elevator. They've, eventually get away from all the zombies because there was a you know set of keys conveniently blocking the elevator from shutting go figure so they get in there and the elevator actually starts filling up with blood uh which was kind of a cool thing but it's you know it starts filling up filling up and um eventually it gets to the bottom crashes open and it's obviously you know if you've seen the shining it's the shining and so they just paid homage to that you know seems to be a lot of that in this movie um which sucks because if this was like a good movie, uh, that'd be really cool to be able to tuck all these little Easter eggs in or whatever, but that's not, um, it's not how it went, unfortunately. So they get down and the, the book's going crazy. So the book is, is kind of its own, um, you know, I was talking about the foreshadowing earlier and how they like focus too much on it. So they show this like wood chipper, uh, and they show it like seven times in the beginning of the earthquake or whatever. And you're like, okay, so this is going to be relevant in a half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever. So don't forget, you know, whichever's coming back. Um, the book shows all these crazy pictures, like I mentioned earlier. Like there's no words in it that I saw anyway. It was mostly just, uh, just pictures of like once whatever is, you know, free and, and you know, wreaking havoc on everything. Um, once that's that's out and doing its thing this is what's to follow. These are the phases. This is, you know, what this creature is going to become. So we have, this was kind of a neat scene, but again, you'll see why I'm upset. Um, we, it shows this, like this, like, uh, think of like a remember toy story when he's, uh, the original toy story, when you find, you find out like Sid, and he takes all these like pieces of toys and he puts it together and he has all these like mutant toys. Well, think of that, but like zombie form. So all this, all the zombies, like the kids uh, that were killed and then like the neighbors and all that stuff, they all start like burying themselves into the mom and like they make 
this creature that's just like arms and legs and heads and stuff. And it's like a, think like a spider, but with like, but not like symmetrical. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's just like a mess. But you don't get to see it. You just see like parts of it. You don't really get to see the whole thing like head on. You don't get to appreciate it. And if that had been the case, the entire movie where there's just this weird creature, you know, kind of messing things up for everybody and you don't want to show it. I get that. I get the appeal of like, it's better to not see it, but we already saw everything. We already saw everybody. Let me see what this thing has become now. Let me be afraid of that. You know, let me think, Oh fuck, that's creepy as hell. No, that's not what happened. So the, uh, the aunt and the, uh, I guess her niece, uh, they crashed down in the, uh, the elevator and the blood comes squirting out and yada, yada. It's the whole, you know, shining scene and everything. And they make a full sprint to the car um, in the in the parking garage to try to get out. And um, I can't remember why the car, why they had issues with the car, like why it wouldn't start. But anyway, it ends up being a showdown, you know, very predictably um, between that like spider zombie monster thing and uh, and the aunt and the um, uh, and the and the daughter, the niece, and. It's just, again, I don't know if they're paying homage to it or if they're just like, you know, I'm not sure what the end, the end goal was here, but there's the scene where they get out of the car and they're like creeping around the car. You guys remember Jurassic Park? Remember when like they're in the kitchen, the two kids are in the kitchen, like the, the Velociraptors are like kind of patrolling, looking for these kids. And they're like constantly like ducking around that corner just at the last second. Like that was super like, uh, just, you know, anxious. Oh God. It was so so hard to watch as like a kid. You're like, oh, they're going to get him. No, they didn't get him. Um, this one, it doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not like that. You know, you're, you're never just like, oh, maybe they're going to, no, you just don't care. <laughs> you just see like hands and feet getting slapped around. And at this point, honestly, I'm so disinterested in this movie because I know it's about to end and you know how it's going to end. Right. But not in a fun way. Right. You, and and maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe I maybe it's because I had already you know it didn't meet my expectations. So now I'm like, you know, when like a like you throw like a hissy fit, and you're just like I, you know, even if your day is kind of cool, you're just like you just find a reason to be miserable. Maybe that's what this was. Um, maybe it was just like I you know I didn't get what I wanted out of this. I already know how it's going to end because it does end the way, you know, I talked about the, the wood chipper Well, they shove the fucking zombie spider thing into the wood chipper. Uh, and there, there is a chainsaw that they find cause it was like a tree cutting service that just happens to be, let's talk about this for a second. There's a tree cutting service, um, parked in a parking garage of an apartment building in downtown Los Angeles. Right. Okay. Anyway, so that's, there's a lot of trees in downtown Los Angeles. I'm sure my Los Angeles audience will correct me on that. Uh, but anyway, that's where, you know, now that you think about it, it's a horror movie. You can't look at stuff like that, but whatever. So they find a chainsaw in there. And again, homage to, you know, um, both movies, actually, uh, Evil Dead and and the 2013. Um, so that was cool for that to make an appearance. And, uh, you know, little girl, like, turns on the... the uh, the wood chipper and, and aunt has to like chainsaw her sister's face in and all this stuff. And they're just both just, there's so much blood they're covered in blood and it's like skeeting all around the, uh, you know, all over the place. And <laughs> it is what it is, but that's, that's pretty much the end of the movie. Now 
Okay. I've been talking for a while and I haven't had beer, so you're going to have to give me a second. We're coming up on minute 40. Give me about five more minutes and we should be done here. Oh, man, that beer's good. Yeah, just like take take a breakfast out and, and just drop like a dab of, dab of whiskey in it. And that's what you put. And that happens with barrel-aged beer sometimes. Like sometimes you'll get that like really nice rounded like kind of vanilla like additional like kind of flavor but not all the time sometimes it's it's definitely it's just like more booze like you actually get that that like whiskey or bourbon or rum you know uh taste and that's what i have here so this is this is good um again these breweries just really don't miss they're all really good at what they do um yeah so so we're about at the end of the movie um and i just had this my i'm an idiot and i had this thought of uh you know <laughs> it's it's this aunt and 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 her uh <laughs> her niece and they're covered in blood in this parking lot. They goes through this horrendous ordeal of like they just lost their family and all that stuff. And my thought is like like Monday at the office is gonna be awkward. <laughs> like, could you imagine having to go through all that stuff and then like going to work on Monday and someone, you know, some Deborah, like, oh man, we, we the lines at Costco, let me tell you, had to wait there. They didn't have the toilet paper we liked. Uh, gee, gee willikers. Anyway, you know, sorry about babbling on. Uh, how was your weekend? Oh, I had to, uh, I had to chainsaw my sister through the face and then shove her through a wood shepherd because she became a zombie. And, um, now I have to watch over her daughter cause I killed the rest of the family. Other than that, I mean, just a basic weekend in L.A. Oh, found out I'm pregnant, too. So, you know, um, sorry about your Costco run, though. Like, <laughs> just, you know, thinking outside, like, the end of these horror movies every once in a while. It's just like, how do you go back to regular life after seeing this? Like, you survive, but then it's like, well, the story goes on. <laughs> we just don't know what happens. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, ultimately, guys, you know, just... This movie was a little bit disappointing for me. Um, the beers that we tried today were anything but. Um, cannot recommend, you know, Dancing Gnome or uh, Grist House or Hitchhiker enough. These guys are all great at what they do down there. Um, very active in the local scene, very, you know, very active in, throughout the state. Um, probably a little harder to get outside of Pennsylvania, but uh, if you got a trading buddy, if you got you know, relatives that, uh, that you come and visit from out of town, you know, tell them to grab you four packs. So you can try it. You know, these, these guys are all top of their game. Um, feel free to check them out. Uh, Sharpsburg actually, uh, homes, <laughs> homes, <laughs> homes, uh, houses, two of these breweries. I really haven't even had that much beer today. Um, just the, the little bit that I had to, you know, chug in front of you. Um, but dancing them and hitchhiker actually, maybe a mile apart. So you can easily double dip those two breweries in the same day. Um, and it's super cool. I know the hitchhikers anniversary is coming up next month. Um, and they always do something super cool for that. So keep an eye out with those guys. Um, all these breweries are on Instagram. Um, you know, they're pretty active on posting, you know, what's coming up, new releases, stuff like that. Events and beer, um, beer, uh, fest that they're a part of or hosting or what have you. Um, usually they always have food trucks or some kind of option like that. So, you know, you don't always have to worry about, um, 
you know, going out to eat or something like that beforehand. So, um, that's about it. Um, next week is going to be barbarian. Uh, hopefully this one is a little smoother than the ones we have done <laughs> to have in the bank. Uh, <laughs> I might try to re-record cocaine bear. Uh, but I have to, I don't know. I kind of want to, what I like about podcasts and I know you're just wondering what sound I just made. That was me tripping over my words, trying to figure out what to say next. The hatching for final of our friend. Um, <laughs> um, what I like about podcasting is that it's not perfect. It's real life, you know? Uh, and you know, it isn't, it, it isn't perfect. It, it's nice to, to hear not always a, a, a polished product all the time. You know, there, there's kind of a, you know, uh, I guess romance about it. It's, it's kind of, you know, we like some of these horror movies because they're not perfect. You know, some of these older, you know, nostalgic ones like, uh, yeah, they're not great. You can see some strings or something like that, or you can tell that it's clearly like a dummy that's getting hacked up. It doesn't stop you from watching it. You know, not everything has to be absolutely perfect. And I think in a world where, you know, you see all these like social media, you know, everybody has these perfect lives and these nice houses and nice cars and they all look perfect and they can eat a burger and they don't gain a pound. It's nice to like just have a sense of normalcy. Like, like I'm a dude that would drink with anybody, right? I will have a beer with any of you guys, uh, all nine of you that are probably listening still. Uh, <laughs> um, but I would have a beer with anyone, you know, and, and just hang out. Like it's nice to be, it, beer is like the great unifier. It is, is culturally, uh, accepted most places. And, you know, if you can have a beer, you can hang out with some dude in Germany. You can hang out with someone in Japan, you know, uh, anywhere, anywhere they drink beer. You know, you guys already have something in common, which is neat. Um, so I haven't decided if I'm going to do Cocaine Bear over again or not. Uh, what happened was we tried recording during the day. These past couple ones have been at night. Uh, feel free to shut off if you want to. I'm just rambling at this point. I understand if you have stuff to do. But if you want to hear my idiot ass just kind of ramble on for a minute about our personal struggles with podcasting at home, I'll tell you. Um, I do have to get going soon, though, because we got ribs going and they smell so good. Um God, I'm a fat kid. Um, <laughs> fat kid, just in case you're wondering what I said. Because um, I found that, that some of the stuff comes off mus mus muscled, Jesus Christ, muffled, uh, or that it isn't as uh, you know pronounced is when I think I say it or how I say it. Um, so that's been fun. But yeah, we we you know we're trying to again every week get better at it, and uh, you know we 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 did throw up a poll. Um, Megan, uh, the, the release from last year that just hit Peacock, the unrated version hit Peacock this year, um, beat out Sinister barely as our next movie to review. Um, we do have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, we actually have, um, the host of another podcast and, uh, guitarist for a local band. Um, they're going to be coming on, um, former boss of mine at hitchhiker uh he's gonna be doing a future episode with us we're gonna do freddy versus jason uh, i'm not sure when that's gonna get done we gotta line up our schedules and everything like that and i gotta figure out how to not be an amateur uh totally on <laughs> hosting this stuff so he's been doing it a little longer than me hopefully he can give me some pointers but uh that's just a fun movie and i know you know you guys have probably seen it and you're like why are you doing this because it's fun this is supposed to be fun at the end of the day and um yeah, so we're going to drink some cool beers. Uh, might just drink some dad beers that day. Might see what the, if, you know, 
if, um, you know, hams is worth the hype and that's, that's a hipster thing. That's, that's a beer nerd thing. Hams is the one that's the crispy boy that everybody loves. And it's like 15 bucks a 30 pack or whatever it is. It's insanely cheap and it's delicious though. But we'll see how it stacks up against maybe like a, like a Miller Lite or a Gore's Banquet or a, you know, a craft crispy boy and just see, you know, where, where you should put your money. Um, and we'll talk about a film that I'm sure everybody's familiar with, but that's about it for me today. Uh, we just about hit the 49 minute mark. So, uh, don't, don't take my review, uh, you know, to heart. If this is a movie that you, you did, you, you do want to see, go check it out, you know, and then, then listen to the podcast. I mean, you probably already listened if you're at this point, so I don't really know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> if you did like it, um, you know, I'm going to post a, uh, you know, thing on Instagram. Please let me know what you thought of the movie, um, what you did or didn't like about it. If you think that I'm full of shit that, you know, maybe I don't have taste in, in movies, that's fine. But, um, hope you give me a chance next week to, uh, well, you with another suggestion from barbarian. Again, this is pre-recorded the one next week. Um, so if it isn't as fluid or if it's more fluid than that, I'm still trying to regulate my beer intake, uh, pre, during, and post, uh, <laughs> I try to give the best product possible. Uh, but anyway, this is John with little hops of horrors podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, cheers.